and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. All right, here we are. Summer, hot and sticky, and it's sizzling in Paris, as they say. Why? Because it's Couture Fashion Week. Very excited about this. Now, obviously, I'm not there. I wish I was. But I do keep up with uh, all of the reports and the photos and the videos that are, that are uh, you know, being sent via email and social media, of course. So um, here's the reason why I love it. First of all, of course, I love any fashion week, but the difference between the one I go to usually in February and September and what's happening in Paris right now, it's couture. So what I go to is uh, ready to wear. So that's basically, you know, things we're going to then see in stores, things that will actually be manufactured and made and also um, copied and filtered down and so on into the masses. Couture, which actually means handmade, uh, is very different. This is, you know, dreamy, a designer's vision, very dreamy. Um, You know, it's not things that you're going to see mass made, mass produced. You're not going to see it in stores. You might see a little bit if you're in the right store, um, but there's going to be more one-of-a-kind pieces. And uh, these these are things that you'll see on red carpets. So celebrities will wear on red carpets and uh, or in movies, things like that. Basically things that you and I will probably never wear. <laughs> uh, but in my dreams, I wear this stuff all the time. So, um, But also what I like is the fact that the Couture Fashion Week, it absolutely influences the rest. Just like regular Fashion Week, um, regular, it's not so regular, but just like the ready-to-wear Fashion Week is the same, it absolutely influences color and texture and shapes and silhouettes that we see. So I'm going to start off with one of my favorite, which was Valentino. The, I love the colors. I have to speak about that. This is bubblegum pink paired with <clears throat> like a cherry red. Interesting. Interesting. On these huge poofy gowns. Really, really beautifully done. You know, it's really about the, the amazing silhouettes and the fabrics that are used. Um, Chanel, which is always one of my favorite uh, uh, shows, Carl Lagerfeld sort of paid homage to the city that he has known since the 1950s. So it was sort of um, lots of steel, um, like the city's gray stone facades. Uh, So lots of gray, lots of browns, um, tweeds, chiffon, again, mimicking the city's uh, stonework, which was very interesting. But still beautifully done and elegant and didn't look dreary if that makes sense you know you think well gray and steel and tweed still done so beautifully and elegant uh Givenchy was also a one of favorite of mine <clears throat> the designer is Claire Waite Keller and she did a very dark palette lots of black deep purple maroon oxblood and lots of feathers it was interesting there were feather accented gowns kind of very glam rock 70s vibe so we're still continuing to see this 70s influence even on the couture runways which is also interesting um by the way i just uh read recently penelope cruz has been named the new face of chanel please pay attention to this because i think it's interesting which celebrities they choose and then what we see now you can guarantee 
any award show or, or any red carpet you'll see for the rest of the year, Penelope Cruz will be in Chanel. So I tend to do pay then pay attention to see what she's going to wear because obviously if she's the face of Chanel, you're going to see her in magazines, you're going to see her in print ads, you will see her on the red carpet in custom Chanel. So it's very interesting. And what a beautiful actress. I mean, she's gorgeous. So pretty interesting stuff. Um, and again, it's it, this is beautiful silk and chiffon and tweeds and all different fabric but it's gowns and it's dressy 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 it's the creme de la creme um it's you know this is to put it this way on sitting front row at new york fashion week or london fashion week or any other fashion week that's ready to wear it's basically about um you know influencers so if it's bloggers if it's stylists if it's editors and it's people that have you know probably millions of followers the people that are sitting front row at couture fashion week are the people that have millions in their bank account (laughs) so that's the difference (laughs) just to give you an idea um so but it's really lovely and and there since it's in paris you can only imagine the venues they're unbelievable. Just one space is more beautiful than the next. These beautiful uh, glass, it looks like glass encased, uh, almost like a greenhouse, but not much more glamorous than that. Um, Beautiful, beautiful art galleries. Almost looks like, um, I saw one show, it looked like it took place in some sort of a classic, uh, neoclassic townhome, maybe. It was almost like an apartment, but you know, Beautifully done. Something straight out of the Gilded Age. Uh, so perfect backdrop for these amazing gowns and dresses. And I think it's uh, really pretty interesting to see the colors going forward because they're kind of all over the map. Obviously, one is doing dark purple and black. And then, you know, you've got Valentino doing bubblegum, pink and cherry. So also very interesting. Um, interesting to see what we'll see then in the fall in September, which will uh, but September shows will be will be seeing things for spring of next year of 2019. My gosh. Uh, but nonetheless, it's always fun to look at and always interesting, like I said, to see, uh, I think, what's the next award show? I think it's the Grammys, which is in September, I believe. Yeah. Or no, Emmys. Sorry. No, Emmys. Yes. Emmys, not Grammys. Uh, so we look forward to seeing that. So also speaking of fashion, Wimbledon is happening right now, if you are a tennis fan. And I have to say, I am both obviously a fashion fan of fashion and tennis. So Wimbledon I always like because that's the all-white rule, as you may or may not know. So I like to – and I have to tell you, you know I love color. I always talk about color here and fashion here. When it comes to tennis, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, I think. And, I, you know, I don't like – the avant-garde pieces, you know, this little, you know, Serena Williams has worn several things like that in the past. We've seen different guys wearing, you know, straying away from basic tennis skirt and a top. <laughs> We've seen lots of color. I mean, every year Nike does bold color. Um, I, I don't mind it, I think, somewhat to some degree, but I, I kind of like just sticking to the classic version of a tennis skirt and a tank top and then shorts and a tank top for the guys. Um, and it's interesting to see where the logo gets placed and how the logo gets placed because that's also, you know, obviously a big part of the sport is, you know, the supporters. Uh, the logos, the brands. Okay, I can contribute something here. Yes, go ahead. Um, Federer will not be wearing Nike uh, this year. Why is that? I, I don't know exactly, but uh, he switched to Uniqlo, or <coughs> Uniqlo has taken over, and, and Nike has dropped him, I guess. I don't know why. 
<laughs> That's interesting. Deal wasn't good enough. I don't know what the deal. That's what interesting. For just for Wimbledon? I don't know. Okay. Or maybe this is just starting at Wimbledon and yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Because let me think. He was. Uh, you know the Australia. You know I didn't pay much attention to the Australian Open, um, and then. So it's Wimbledon now, and then we've got the U.S. Open, I believe, next. Yeah, and was he at the French Open? I don't remember. That's interesting mm. um, to know. And it's, so it's Uniqlo. Mm-hmm. That's what he's gone to. Uh-huh. Yes. And I've seen most so far what I've seen at Wimbledon. I'm just kind of watching here and there. I really start to pay attention now this week, so, you know, once the quarterfinals start. Um, is Adidas is the big supporter there. Is Adidas. The big, yes, Adidas, <laughs> as we learned from you. Thanks to Bob. Adidas. Um uh, that's really interesting. I mean, he's a major, major player, obviously, and one of the, the top, the best in the world, you know, one of the best, if not the best in the world right now, um, w- not wearing Nike. Usually, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a bit of a uh, a brand dominance, you see. Certainly. Yeah. Seems yeah. to have been. Although, I understand he's wearing Nike shoes because, you know, he doesn't have shoes. Oh, right. That's a good point. Interesting. So his alpha. Oh, so this is going to be a mixed brand. So his alpha will be a one bit. brand. Yeah, but shoes not, will be another. he's probably paying for his own shoes is all. You think he has to pay for his own shoes? Well, in this case. <laughs> Me, you think? Well, are there, there ones he Maybe. wore before? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I would think he probably wants new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. All right. Well, I'm going to pay attention to that. I'm going to look and see um, what he's wearing. I suppose Uniqlo could have bought him Nikes to wear. Why not? Or just made a shoe, right? Well, made I understand they definitely is wearing Nikes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Also interesting, but I I just I think it's interesting about this all white rule because, again, it forces you to kind of get back to basics. You know, it forces you to go the classic route. And to me, this is the most stylish sporting event in the world. I think Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's played on grass and it's just. I mean, isn't there? I've never been there, of course, but I only watch it on television. So this is the one where there's like the big old-fashioned clocks, the big Rolex clocks yeah. facing you. you yes. Yeah. yeah. And it just looks really pretty and uh, traditional. That's yes. the word. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's important to preserve tradition in, in something like this, this kind of a sporting event. It's like the Olympics. I think there has to be a sense of tradition, uh, to, you know, to continue. It's nice. And, again, I like the U.S. I go to the U.S. Open every year. And I do look forward to seeing what color. So, okay, what color, you know, last year I think Nike had that, I think it was like a corally pinky color, I think. Um, maybe I'm confusing that. And then I remember the Olympics a few years ago, there was clearly a certain color that we were seeing from Nike. I do like that. However, I think sometimes the outfits, not so much the shoes, the outfits get a little bit much. <laughs> like, a li- you know, I, I don't like all the things. It's almost like track and field. Remember the days of uh, Flo jo, Florence Griffith Jr.? Remember her? her? Yeah. Florence Jo... What was her name? Flo- oh, gosh. Griffith Joyner. Griffith Joyner. That's yep. it. <laughs> I knew there was a hyphen in there. Remember her outfits and then remember the nails and she became known for that or one of the things she became known uh, for. Yes. Well, okay, very interesting to look at. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but it definitely took away something about, you know, what she was there to do. And I feel like that happens also in tennis. That You start to pay attention to the outfits, you know, and you start to notice that. And it's tennis. <clears throat> And these are incredible athletes that are incredibly talented, and I don't know. I just think it's... Well, as long as the look doesn't get in the way of them playing, I, I suspect it's not an issue for the player. Yeah. No, oh, no. there's no doubt. Obviously, yeah. they like it or they wouldn't wear it. Right. But uh, I don't know. I think it gets to be 
a bit much. And it, and I don't always love the co- the choices that they make too. These like really loud colors all of the time. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not a fan. I don't know. I think it should be. I just think it should be a little bit more subtle. And I'm only saying that for tennis, <laughs> believe it or not. I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. I, it's just something about the game. It's, well, you like the more traditional approach to tennis. I think I'd also feel that way about golf, by the way. Oh, okay. So if that makes any kind of sense or if that's logical. I would also feel that way about – because I feel golf is also a very sort of, you know, there are rules and there – it's not a sport like, for example – soccer or football whatever you want to call it where it's like you're cheering on your team or even in uh, football you know American football you're cheering on your team it's more of a vocal for the from the fan point of view it's more of a vocal thing you know you're cheering and it's it's loud and it's you know tennis is a little bit you know both tennis and golf when they're going to actually play everybody's supposed to get quiet Quiet, exactly (laughs) right which is very different than those other sports that's what I'm saying most that's of the team saying. sports. And maybe that's why I feel that there should be a little bit more um, tradition and, uh, I, don't, I don't know, in the dress. But anyway, nonetheless, I'm going to definitely look and see what Roger Federer is wearing now. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it will be interesting. I, you know, but it definitely comes into play. I think we talked about this. I believe we talked about this last year about about Nadal and how, uh, yes, I remember a conversation we had, Bob, about when he it was during the U.S. Open and he was wearing that Nike, it was like a pink, pinky, corally. Sometimes on television it looked different. When I saw it in person, I was like, oh, that looks different on television. And how he, someone told him or he found out that no one ever won the U.S. Open in that color. Oh. Do you remember talking no, about this? No, I don't remember talking about Yes, this. we had this conversation. So he changed for the last, the final. Oh. And he had on, I believe, all black or was black with a little bit of color. Yes. Hmm. It was like a corally color, pinky color. And uh, yeah. So see, there is some uh, psychological oh, yeah. part to it. Uh, superstition reigns. Superstition, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely it. All right. All right, um, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. What to wear to summer events when the dress code isn't casual? Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. Adcorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. All right, so summer events going on, lots of fun things happening. You've got weddings, you've got parties, you've got barbecues, reunions, vacations, and so on. Easy to dress, right? I mean, I think it's easy, it's casual, 
It's a tank top and shorts. It's capris. It's a sundress. But what do you wear when you're going to an event and the dress code isn't casual, but you need to still look pulled together? So I think the equation might be a little different, uh, a, a little difficult, I think, uh, to think what to put together, but the pieces shouldn't be of how you put them together. So I've got just a couple of couple of ideas that uh, if you stick to this guideline, I think it should work. The first thing on my list is the jumpsuit, as I always like to say. Now, I know bathroom visits can be challenging when you're in a jumpsuit, ladies, uh, but it is a one-piece solution. It's easy. You add heels and you're done, or you add a, a, a shoe, a you know, dressier shoe, maybe even a little jewelry, and you're done. And and again, assuming your jumpsuit could be anything from casual cotton to something or denim to something that's a little bit dressier, satiny or silky or just a, a dressier fabric. Um, you can accessorize with a belt and jewelry, like I said, a hat, a handbag or not. It can kind of keep it minimal. Um, but I am a fan of the jumpsuit. I have I do own one. One, yeah, just one, and uh, I'm just choosy on where I'm going to wear it. So you know, it's more, it's not really like an all day thing. If it's in more of an event that's a shorter amount of time, um, I know the bathroom I think could be a challenge, especially when you're out and about. If you're in a public place, it's kind of like, oh gosh, <laughs> you basically have to get undressed, and you know, who wants to do that every time you've got to use the ladies' room? Um, but again, I feel like it's it's an easy solution. You're done. It's one one piece and you're done and uh, you can go as dressy or as casual as you like. But I still think it, even when it's super casual, like a denim jumpsuit, still looks really pulled together. I prefer that over separates. Uh, But speaking of separates, off the shoulder top with sort of a bright pattern, maybe it's embroidered. I also feel like embroidery on anything uh, top, dress, t- uh, skirt, uh, pants, even jeans, it really kind of dials up and takes it, gives it a little wow factor. Um, you're on trend, s- sort of airy, still chic. I love an off, I still love an off the shoulder top. Um, and again, something a little bit brighter, and then you can keep it neutral on the bottom. And, um, you know, it's off the shoulder, so it's sort of showing off your neck and collarbone. I think it looks really elegant. Um, and really pretty, and it's a great summer look. So that's an item to pair. Um, a long printed dress always goes a long way. This is easy, works well under a hot sun if it's a, if it's a uh, day event you've got to go to. Easy to dress up or dress down, like I said, with hat, heels, and jewelry. Um, and printed, I'm saying this because this can really take you anywhere. This could be for a wedding. This could be, um, I like to wear color and prints to a wedding. Um, or, or any summer party. I think it's the time to wear colors definitely now um, in the warmer months. Again, easy to kind of to dress up or dress down. And again, this there's so many different variations out there of long sundresses, and it could be something very simple, strapless. It could be something more of a um, halter top. It could be off the shoulder to something very, very elegant. Um, I have actually, the one thing I've noticed that I go back to every summer in my closet, and these are pieces I've had for years, are my sundresses, the long printed sundresses. And I do have several that are of different, uh, I would say, 
the dressy dressiness of them are different. So different fabrics, um, some just plain old cotton sundresses that I would wear, let's say, you know, on the weekends, Sunday brunch, or just even running to the grocery store. And then I've got some dressier pieces. I have one that's silk that just comes to mind. It's black and white silk with a and really long. It's got slits up the side with a, a tie belt. And I can swap out the belt for a color because it's black and white. I can add a red belt or pink or whatever color. And again, because it's silk, it definitely takes it up a notch and it, it's definitely dressier than my other ones. Um, and then I've got a couple other, I have a great red one that's off the shoulder. That also with the right accessories can sort of be dressed up. So I think the point is to have a few different types of dresses in your in your closet. And again, long, long sundresses are so easy. It's kind of like the jumpsuit, very easy to put on. It's one piece, again, and you can dial it up or dial it back, whichever you need. Um, good for the hot weather, too. I have to tell you, I was wearing a, a casual sundress earlier this week. I think it was Monday when it was really warm. And I was traveling mass transit. And at one point, I was on the subway. And, it, I mean, the heat, it was like the heat just hit you in the face. And I was happy I was in a dress because there, at least it felt like there was air. And it wasn't, I wasn't in restricted tight clothing, jeans or leggings or anything. The dress somehow helped. It wasn't. Guys have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. I'm so, And I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> well, maybe some Scottish guys do. Well, but. yes, yes. The, the kilts, the kilt yeah. wearers. I know. And I'm sorry, guys. That's probably, uh, listen, we, we have... We have it uh, good and bad, I think. You know, we've got more options when it comes to the wardrobe, but also we have more options. So, you know, it's good and bad in that sense when it comes to clothes. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad that day. And, of course, I get on the subway car that has no air. <laughs> Let me tell you, what, immediately, and I don't really sweat that often. I don't know why. I don't really perspire. It's got to it was dripping down my temples. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awful. I mean, it was really terrible. People I, – I was more worried about people passing out from, you know, because you could see the look on people's faces that were, like, really warm. Um, but, yeah, that wasn't fun. But I had a dress on. And so <laughs> made it a little bit easier um, to deal with, uh, you know. And so I, especially when you're commuting and traveling around. I also noticed uh, well, I was traveling last weekend. So I was out in the Hamptons. And I thought I had on a dress, a different kind of dress, but still same long maxi dress when I was in the car. And I thought, oh, this is really comfortable. Why did I not think about, you know, when you're sitting in the car, when you're traveling, whether by car or by plane, also a great idea to wear a long something something long it just was felt so comfortable um you know sitting and it's one thing i hate is to be when you're sitting in the car to be uncomfortable um or on an airplane so um and again then i arrived and uh, you know where i went where we were going and i wasn't all wrinkly it was one thing it was cotton so it was great and i felt i still felt pulled together Somehow the dress that a dress does that. So definitely a good idea to have in your wardrobe. And uh, the last thing I have is all white. So I like this. Obviously, the one place I'm not suggesting to wear this is a wedding. But I do like I like anything. I do like monochromatic, but especially all white. And I'm thinking either linen or silk or cotton. I think it always looks classic. And if you're doing all white head to toe. It looks really, uh, I think it looks dressier than you would if you were wearing color. 
so just like all black. If you're when you're wearing all black, immediately you look a little, you look slimmer and you look dressier. But I think all white. Just keep in mind the silhouettes. So that can be the tricky part. Um, I would stick to classic silhouettes. So a classic A-line skirt, for example, um, or an A-line dress or a pencil skirt or trousers of a classic cut, whether they're high-waisted or just hit right up the hip bone or cropped or long. I would stick to something very straight on and not do too much like frills and fluff. If, you, if you're thinking of something with lots of ruffles and it's white and it's a lot of material, yeah, it's going to add volume. And we ladies. I'm sure you'd all agree. We don't want to add volume to our bodies, no matter what size you are. You don't want to add volume. Um, So just keep that in mind. So a linen blazer, for example, with a beautiful blouse. Um, And then maybe it's trousers, maybe it's uh, a pair of of trousers or a pair of jeans even, but something that's just sort of classic and uh, will still you'll still look slim. If you want to add pop of color, great. But I do like an all-white look. I was thinking about this the other day. And the alternative, if you say, well, I'm not a real big fan on all-white, then you can kind of mix in creams and different shades of white. It doesn't have to be the whites don't have to match. The blacks don't have to match. In fact, if you think that they're not exactly, I would intentionally go a little bit in the other direction. So I would do a cream blouse, let's say, with a white blazer. It's funny. I was with a very good friend of mine not too long ago, and we were in a store, and she was looking at something, and there was a white, it was a white jacket, and there was a cream shirt going under, and she said, well, does that go? And I actually had on that exact color combination, and I said, yes, look. Um, and she said, oh, yeah, you know, it does look nice, but it was intentional. Also, the fabric, so the uh, blouse was like a silky material. The jacket was uh, a cotton, I believe, or rayon, maybe. So it was also clear about that, because as you know, a, a color will look different in a different fabric. It will look slightly different if it's silk, if it's wool, if it's cotton. So, so keep that in mind. So when in doubt, mix it. Do cream and off-white and tan with white, but you're still kind of keeping a head-to-toe, sort of a monochromatic look. Also makes you look taller. And um, I like it. I think it looks classic. And this is really, you could t- take it anywhere, any event, for the summer, like I said, besides a wedding. And uh, I think, you know, if you want to do color, I would do the same thing with color. Keep it sort of head to toe, that one color. And you can always break it up with accessories, a belt, a bag, shoes. But uh, these are some ideas. Hopefully that helps you with your dress code. Um, When it isn't casual, I think it's important to keep that in mind, to make an effort and to still look pulled together in these summer months. It's very easy to kind of, you know, throw on a tee and jeans, but uh, to kind of make an effort when when you have to, of course, but to still be comfortable. So if you're wearing something that's a kind of a color blocking design. Yep. And one of the predominant blocks is white. Is it inappropriate to wear that to a wedding? So not the whole thing is white, but a very predominant part of it is white. No, I don't think it's inappropriate. As Hmm. long as you've got, is it like a pattern or a... Well, I guess the first thing that came to mind was a white jacket over top of other colors. Oh, no, I don't think that's inappropriate. Okay. As long as you've got a lo- other colors and it's clear, you know, mm. it's not like, well, it's a tiny, if it's, not, if it's a white jacket that has pinstripes in another color, I'm saying no. Okay. <laughs> Good question, Bob. All right. All right. Well, that does it for this week. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. Hayward gave good faith. Lauren Catherine.
You're listening to the Voice of Greenwich, 1490 WGCH Greenwich. Trade war, fuzzy math. I'm John Trout. At midnight, the U.S. hit China with over $34 billion in tariffs. Christine Romans explains what happened next. China immediately had re-